Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Everyone's a little bit psychic sometimes. Guess what we're talking about today, you guys? Everyone's. Oh, I thought you were going to do it again. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Refrain, refrain. Remember all of the songs, but uh, we got a a listener letter. Mm -hmm. This is our oldest one. um, And we're finally knocking the dust off of it. Uh, Jamie, do you want to go ahead and read this and see what we're talking about today? Yeah. So first off, thanks to our UK listener who sent this way, 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 like three years ago. Sometimes, Uh I mean, just just to preface. Yeah. (laughs) Time is a uh, tiny, wimely, wibbly, wobbly, you know, batch of, you know, WTF stuff as as to paraphrase from uh, David Tennant's Doctor Who. But Mm -hmm. um, we do get your feedback. In all forms, whether it is text-based, emailed, sent directly to our um, card slingers inbox, or you know, quoted via back us. to so, us, yep. quoted back street. to us, <laughs> yep, <laughs> put, put online. So we do get it. Sometimes it takes us longer than um, other messages to get because sometimes we're like, "Ooh, this is a really deep question," and we do like pot, you know, trying to get our juices put into it or do the research behind it oh, first. Ew. So. Mm-hmm. Melissa doesn't yeah, my mind went to my mind went into the gutter immediately too. So. Immediately. <laughs> so anyway, we got this no. lovely letter. So yes. Yep. And the um, I'm going to read the whole thing, but I am going to do the TLDR first. The TLDR is for those of us who are not born gifted in in like psychic regard. What can we do to strengthen our intuition and learn to understand what it shows us? Because at the time, um, our listener was a beginning reader who enjoyed studying tarot in their spare time. They bought books by uh, Rachel Pollock, Melissa Sonova, you know, some some have oh, that bitch. Okay. Yeah, that one. And and also <laughs> is y'all. using Barbara Moore's tarot spreads book. And they also practice mm. on their friends. One thing that uh, I know we po- we probably can't learn from a book is how to nourish and develop our intuition. So uh, they appreciate that some of us on this planet are born with a stronger gift than others, such as clairvoyance or psychic ability. And it amazes, it amazes them to hear how you all get clear visions and exact information from readings. So they want to know, in our opinion, can anything like this be learned? If so, how do we strengthen and nourish the intuition so we can level up our tarot practice, both for ourselves as a healing practice and in a reading for others? Uh, they sometimes think they can picture something, a kind of vision or a snapshot that they could communicate to somebody, but then they don't know if it's just them inflicting their own ideas on their sitter or if it's their intuition popping up and handling the, um, handing, not handling, but handing the handing them the information. information. Yeah. yeah. So they're getting handed the information. So, so as uh, Melissa's saying, everyone is a little bit psychic. And today we're going to kind of talk about our opinions our opines and um kind of try and answer this question so let's let's do it in kind of three-way like a three-way kind of conversation first of all shut up hillary first of all how can you how can you tell that it's psychic and and you're not 
you just making shit up. I think that that's an important thing. Yeah. How do you practice um, the skill of intuition? Because I think to all of our minds, it's like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. There yeah. we go with the head nods. And then the third part is, what are you supposed to do with that? You know, like uh, I know somebody who got a, a headache the day before the World Trade Centers were hit, like blinding headache, couldn't stop thinking about New York, got nosebleeds from the headache. And uh, New York was just on their mind. And then the next day, the thing happened. What the fuck good is that? You know, what, how did that help them at all? They, they picked up, you know, some kind of aura or whatever um, that was related. And this had never happened before or since, to my knowledge, to this person. It was just connected to this one thing. And uh, what the hell good is that? You know, or sometimes I'll be like, hey, this song's about to come on the radio. And then it does. Thanks. Party trick. Exactly. <laughs> Nifty party trick. <laughs> exactly. But it's a good way to practice too. But so let's right. talk about it in those three parts. So first of all, how do you know that you're not just pulling it out of your ass? That you're not just making it up? Well, at first, you may feel that way. And at first, you may be wrong. This, this is like one of the number one things that I think a lot of my tarot students um, allows them to stop them from learning, like... Um, from learning about tarot or their divination system or learning to um, develop their intuition because they're just like, oh, I was wrong. Yeah, you're gonna be wrong at first. Like, I don't know where it was that this, this shift on being perfect at something from right out from the gate started to be emphasized, but it's just like, that's, and I think that's a little, it's dangerous because then people start to think, oh, intuition is a gift that only a few people have. And that means that, and because I wasn't born with it, that means that I can never access it. Mm -hmm. That's not true. And mm -hmm. I think that, um, we need to just get out of our own way of like perfectionism. Like when was the last time that you tried something for the first time and you did it perfectly on the first shot? Like, uh, never, Always, always <laughs> nailed it. Always, yeah. No, takes a couple, two, three rodeos to get good at that shit. You know what I'm saying? Or years, yeah. or decades. Yeah. You know, sometimes I still think, you know, even though I've been publishing my work since the 1990s, I still think I'm crap at it because you know sometimes you have to learn this stuff over and over again. Mm -hmm. It's self doubt is a big part of the process. Mm -hmm. So you know. you basically what you're saying is, is that you have to expect to fail. Like yeah. you have to expect to fail. I think that that's a really wise thing to share, especially with new readers. Like I gave a reading not five years ago where every single card in it was, in, was reversed. And so I flipped them all upside down and read it. And she was like, nah, it was completely, you had it right the first time because I doubted my own process. And I was like, there's no way her life could be going that badly. Well, guess what? <laughs> I've had that happen too, where, you know, like I don't read reversals. And like 10 years ago, when I read for a friend, I either flipped the deck over or something, but all the cards were reversed. So I read them reversed that way. And I also read them straight up just in case, you know, right. You know, sometimes you right. play. Yeah. That's why I call it. That's, mm -hmm. that's why I like to call you know tarot as a it, it's a playing thing it's a experiment you know fuck around and find out kind of thing because especially with psychic stuff as the title you know as 
I keep saying Melissa sings, everyone is a little bit psychic and it's not just clairvoyance. Everybody focuses on the, you know, the clear sight or those mental visions. Um, I've gotten maybe like true psychic transmissions once or twice, you know, that way once or twice in my life. And one of them did involve a death incident and I won't get into that. But I, I can sometimes hear pings in my ear. So like a high pitch is a positive, a low pitch is a negative. And even then, I don't get that all the time. Or sometimes I'll hear, you know, like I will hear like words, but mostly it's this weird pitch thing that, again, it's it's not necessarily on call 24-7. As a friend of mine, Anna says, you know, like she she sees, you know, dead people, spirit, spirit guides and stuff, and she has to turn them up or down sometimes because having an ability that's always on like that is going to make you crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, another good thing that we can talk about whether or not it's real, it's also learning how to do boundaries around it, you know, how mm-hmm. to turn it on, how to turn it down or off because you don't want that stuff coming in like in the shower or, you know, no. other, you know, ground like when you're sleeping. Ground center and shield, shield, shield. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because yeah. once you start practicing and you start getting really good at this, um, so moving on to the second part, um, you practice. That's how you get good at it. You you yeah. maybe practice with sports teams. Sports teams. Listen to me. Yeah. I am such a sport ball. You know, <laughs> you listen to the sport teams and see. You know, first of all, did the ball go? And secondly, did everyone have a good time? Um, and then the third thing is. You can maybe guess on who wins, you know, mm-hmm. and you can use your tarot deck or you can just flex your intuition mm-hmm. and you can decide that this suit stands for this people and this art stands for the other people in the different color uniforms. And then um, you can predict that way. You can, I used to read, my grandmother used to get like the Inquirer and the Star and the Sun mm-hmm. magazine to her house and just garbage um, celebrity gossip rat, rags really. But I used to read them because there's nothing, I didn't have anything else to read. So I would predict how people's relationships would play out. I would do a ter- nice. terror reading for Pamela Lee and Tommy, Tommy Lee and uh, see how that, how that drama would unfold over the next few weeks. Because I didn't know them and it didn't feel like spying to me. I was like 14, 15, just learning the cards when I did this. Um, right. or you could do it on based on a TV series. Like if you're watching the new sex in the city spinoff, um, how's it going to turn out between Miranda and Che? Like you can do a tarot reading for that or ask your intuition, you know, how is this going to work out? There are lots of ways to practice. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. for me, like going back to the movie thing or even just watching Twitch streamers, I mean, maybe it's again, because of my um, addiction to reading books or the literary, you know, knowing the literary structures, I've been able yeah. to accurately predict either what people are going to say next or what's going to happen. Or like the movie Glass Onion kept me guessing. I thought I had it figured out in my head, but I kept watching and then it kept twisting. And I'm like, ooh, I like this because it was a different, you know, it, it kept my either my ability or you know, my literary brain guessing. So you can, I mean, as I'm talking about writing, you could extrapolate and translate this into your psychic abilities because it's still kind of doing the same thing. Pick, pick something you're really good at that you're like, like Melissa said, maybe you're into hand egg, which is American football, as I like to jokingly call it. (laughs) Go local sports team. Yeah. Go local hand egg team, you know, (laughs) handball. 
But, um, you know, maybe you're really, yeah, maybe you're good at, you know, at, at looking at sports and, and noticing the patterns and stuff. Right. That, Cause that's what divination okay. is. Yeah. Pattern, pattern recognition. recognition. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, find something that you're already good at it, that pattern recognition, you can extrapolate it into tarot. Um, another practice to do is keep a journal, yes. you know, right. You know, if, if it's a sound, if it's a taste, you know, if it's one of the clairs, the five clairs, or if it's empathic, as in you're feeling something that you're having a hard time identifying if it's you or somebody else, write the situation, you know, write, jot down like the situation, the date, the time, the situation, leave space and then see, you know, what happens in, you know, 24 hours a week, a month, years, you know, and see if it came true or not. You know, those real rare sites, like I said, that one time that I did kind of have this weird psychic premonition of somebody's death I wasn't you know I it just bubbled up and I didn't expect it I didn't want it I pushed it off because I'm like no 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 you know this is morbid you know don't go there and oops (laughs) yeah months later but you know again you know those are few and far between versus the you know the little insights, if as it were, like the minor arcana insights, right? That we get yeah. every day. Yeah, I mean, I, I can we can we circle back to what Jamie was saying before about clairvoyance because I feel mm-hmm. like that is such a popular clair that mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, you clear. Well, if you're psychic, you see things, and it's just like, no, not necessarily. We all receive our intuitive hits and information in different ways, and that's mm-hmm. when I encourage people to lean into, like what Jamie was saying before, lean into what you're good at, lean into what you already like. Um, your intuitive style might be very similar to your learning style. Like if you mm-hmm. hear things, if you're an auditory learner, you may be clear audience. Um, if you really like to visualize stuff, you may be clairvoyant and there's always, there's usually a combination of the two. So it's not just one, you know, you're probably going to have a combo of those things. And if you're not comfortable with the clairs, um, you should really read Jenna Matlin's book. Um, uh, will you give me a reading? Will you give me a reading? It's her, her newer one. And she talks a little bit about her process. Um, and I had her on my live stream and she had me on her live stream. And we talked about how how we receive intuitive information. Because that's like the number one question that I always ask people because I'm nosy. How do you receive your intuition? How do you receive your intuitive information? Um, and it's going to vary Every single time, there has not been a single like commonality <laughs> between intuitive readers. They all we all receive our information mm-hmm. differently, and that's okay. How do you receive yours? Um, I'm a combination of clairvoyant and clairaudient. Like when I when I started to get like nudges, I would hear my name being called, and I would turn around, and no one was there. So if you happen to have that, dear listener, like you may be clear audience. <laughs> it's it's wild. Like you can be in a bookstore, you can be anywhere sometimes, like because I'm deaf in one ear, I have this weird thing where I'm constantly over listening in the other. And there are times where I look around, I'm like, hey, did you say something to me? When there's mm-hmm. either nobody there or, you know, nobody I know is around. But I also see my deafness as part of my intuition because I can keep secrets. I tell people, mm-hmm. you know, whisper very lightly in my right ear. I'm not going to hear it, but I figure it's it's a direct line to the divine. It's there somewhere. <laughs> so, you know, the divinity is going to have it. But I also, I'm also empathic. 
And mm-hmm. so I, I, that's really hard to deal with because some, like I said, sometimes you don't know where you begin or where you end, which again, it's about learning boundaries mm-hmm. and, you know, like emotional management skills, which can mm-hmm. be hard. Yay. Therapy. But, you know, again, you know, sometimes when you draw that out of the client, it'll show up in the cards. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just learn it. How about you, Melissa? Since you asked. It's kind of like a movie. Like I can, it's like mm-hmm. seeing scenes of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can like, I'm doing a reading. I am shuffling the cards or uh, talking to the person. And I see like little clips and scenes from what's coming or what was and like. So we like this boyfriend you've got, right? Cause I can see them smiling together. And um, I'm like, he's got big dimples. Oh my God. You know? And it's just like this image. And sometimes I hear clips of music and I'll start singing, you know, ring of fire and they'll go, Oh my God, that was my dad's song. He loved that Mm -hmm. song. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I hear, not often, sometimes I hear things like I was doing a reading one time and I heard someone in the corner clear their throat, except I was in a private party and there was only two people in the room. So there was no one in the corner. And I looked up and there was a guy on a motorcycle like sitting there, a biker. And the later I was reading for, I was like, and I kept hearing this REB reb kind of thing. And I'm like, what does REB mean to you? And she pulled her sleeve up. It was tattooed on her arm. And she said, it was my grandfather's name. And I said, was he a biker and a big dude? And she was like, yes. How did you know? And I'm like, cause he's sitting over there clearing his throat at me. So it was kind of a whole. Wow. All of it. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes that's that's only happened probably five or six times in my life where I've actually seen her. I could smell the guy. He smelled like the 70s. He smelled like camel cigarettes and, and uh, diesel fuel. You know what I mean? And uh, and like Paco Rabanne. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very specific smell. No. <laughs> And uh, so I, I could, you know, every once in a while, I smell my grandma. Uh, she smelled like mm-hmm. incense and cigarettes. And uh, every once, you know, I just, it, it kind of hits on all of them for me. Um, mm-hmm. But during a reading, it's generally like a movie. Like I'll, I'll see scenes. Like I gave a reading to Hillary in the back of the bus one time. And we yeah. won't talk about what it was about. Please but I kept, I kept <laughs> seeing Hillary in different scenes in my head. And it would play for like a few seconds. And then I would be like, oh, oh, oh. And then I would say what I was seeing and Hillary would go, what the fuck? So <laughs> it was pretty great. And we uh, had just met. We had just yeah. met. So there was like no, there was no freaking way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was creepy. It was awesome. But I've, I've grown used to the creepy. So I just got to roll with it now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and uh, this is not, we're not telling these stories to intimidate. We're not telling these stories um, to be like, oh, you know, we're, we're so special or whatever. Like, no, I want to use, um, I want to give you kind of like a ma- mind hack or a reset or mind reframe. Um, use the word yet. Um, this mm-hmm. is something that I taught to my students last weekend when I was teaching um, about using tarot for spell work. Um, where they're just like, like some of the things that I said, they were just like, whoa, you know, like you're on a different level. And it's just like, no, 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 yet. Like, and, you know, it's like, I don't see things yet. I don't hear mm-hmm. things yet. My mm-hmm. intuition isn't strong yet. yet. So please, please use that. Take that and use that because 
you know, when we were listening to the question being read, like, I think all three of us kind of like were shaking our heads or making, making the, making the face basically like, you know, oh, gifted. And, and it's just like, everyone's a little bit psychic. Everyone's Everybody. psychic. It's a muscle. Like, yes, mm-hmm. there is some aptitude. Like some people are naturally inclined toward the intuitive arts. So yeah, there is some natural talent there, but everyone can strengthen your, their intuitive mm-hmm. muscles. And that's something that I firmly believe, you know, everyone has yeah. intuition. And I also agree. And the three of us, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jamers. I, I agree with that because, you know, like I'm on a crusade to have us all stop using that one woman from the, not our listener from the UK, but the other woman, that woman from the UK who um, created the Harry Potter series. I don't like the word muggle. I think it's a slur. Yeah. In the book, it's supposed to be a slur. It's, and yet, and yet it recognize, you know, pe- people use it to separate magical from mundania and or day job from, you know, magical job. And I hate that because who can say what is really magic to someone? Somebody who mm-hmm. codes, who's like computer coder, that's magic to me because they are inventing stuff like without without computers, we would not be having this podcast. Without those codes, we would not be talking and listening and learning together so different from different parts of the country all at the same time that's why i call john verbrugge the wizard because he does all the tech mm -hmm. stuff for our company and i i told him the other day without you i would have no company yeah because he does all the the mm -hmm. wizard stuff. stuff And I just, I hate it when people pull that out, like, you know, us versus them or something, because again, this goes in with the intuition. You're born with it or not. Everybody's born with a gift. Everybody is born with some sort of innate talent, whether it is physical, mental, or spiritual. You know, just, you know, I don't consider, I don't like to call my readings psychic readings because again, I, I haven't developed my intuition to the point where it's like on all the time or i can accurately predict something 100 percent. spoiler you're unless you're melissa you're probably never going to accurately predict something 100 percent of the time ah. but you know <laughs> you know it's 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 you know it it's that muscle it, you can develop it and you can extrapolate once you find your gift like for me it's writing and like the literary editing and stuff like that i can ex- i can put that into my tarot world mm-hmm. i can learn from my primary skill set and put it into the other box. Plus, you know, card reading, you know, it you're not like I mean, it could be like counting cards. I know people that have done tarot counting cards. It's weird. It's a whole it's, it's other It's inherently weird. It's weird, but it's also I not that weird. Yeah. Get drunk and go through and like call which card was coming up next. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think we did that at one of the conferences and it the accuracy was staggering. Dagger. I um, am beyond probability. Yeah. Yeah. Beyond yeah. probability. Well, like yeah. Omega, you know, Mary Kager teaches this technique where you stand in two circles. It's um kind of a, a reading sharing circle where you have uh a, a, you know, everybody participates. So you split the group up into half. So there's a inside circle and an outside circle. And then you designate maybe the outside circle as the querent first, and the inside circle is the reader. And the querent will pick a card out of a limited amount, maybe five cards. And Mary will say something like, okay, readers, uh, name the card. You know, you're, give, you know the, the querent will give their question and you respond with, you know, the name of the card. Mm. 
And that's the reading. And then you move, uh, readers will move one step to the left or the right. What? The next person comes in and they'll say, okay, after the querent tells you their question, I want you to describe the card. That's that's the reading. And so you get these weird things. You you get stuff like tell the tell the querent a story and et cetera. One of them was querent picks a card but puts behind their back, and you are supposed to, you know, tell them, or you know, you hold that card, but you're not supposed to see it. And I accurately described the seven of wands without knowing. I I, I asked afterwards, I'm like, I gotta see the card. I gotta know. And it was, I was kind of like, you're kind of defensive, this and this. And it was the seven of wands but i i had not even seen the card so again you can do stuff like that it can be honed that's amazing like all the parapsychology uh the zerner cards and stuff techniques you know you're you're gonna have a weird percentage of accuracy versus fail it's like playing a video game you're you're gonna die at least once in certain games yeah that's how you learn that's how you learn to play the game and that yeah (laughs) failure is how we learn perfection to me um as a recovering perfectionist perfectionism is a myth 100 percent is a myth because Mm -hmm. humans are infallible you know we we are fallible you know we we have failure but like hillary says that's how we learn so it's cool it's cool when you get it right however it's cool when you can get it wrong and go how can i make this work the next time or you can look and see, you know, like, like I like to say sometimes like the cards are never wrong, but our interpretation can certainly be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will like go back and then again, you know, journal, journal is very important so that you can see your progress because, you know, there will come a time where you're going to be like, I suck at this tarot thing. Like, I mean, we are primarily a tarot podcast, but, mm-hmm. you know, insert your divination tool of choice here. But it's just like, I suck at this thing. And then you're going to come to the next day where it's just like, okay, I get it now. And you're not going to be able to describe that moment right. between not knowing and knowing. Like, I've talked to so many people about this where they're just like, no, I cannot pinpoint where it was just like, don't got it, don't got it, don't got it, got it. No one can pinpoint it. Yeah. It takes but you time. may be able to look in your journals yeah. and see, oh, here's my progress, you know, like, and also, mm-hmm. um, you know, for like, we're right now at the time of the recording, I know this is not going to be when it comes out. I know when it's supposed to come out. Um, we're currently in a Mercury retrograde in Virgo. And that I was just listening to an astrologer this morning talking about how that changes the flavor of the Mercury retrograde and the lessons that we're going to be learning. And it is a lesson into, um, you know, releasing control and releasing perfectionism. <laughs> oh my so, God. You nailed it with, with something else that's going on in my life right now, but I can't talk about, but yeah, it's, later. You know, we got to release the perfectionism. We got to, you know, understand that it's okay to fail because failure is how we move forward. And again, you know, Unless you're a st- statistic, you know, person, maybe you're super pair of stats. If you are a tarot st- statistician, let us know if you've actually found out your numbers of right versus yeah, wrong. That's or, pretty cool. Like, like the Rhine, like the ESP cards, you know, like the mm-hmm. um, the Zener Rhine cards or whatever, yeah. you know, where they have the different symbols on it, and you, um, mm-hmm. it's basically to test um, ESP. Um, They're in the beginning of a, Ghostbusters, right? Yes, right. Just, the original um, Ghostbusters. For years. 
Um, I've tried that before. Like when I was, when I was a little baby witch and a little beginner, um, I was trying that. And statistically I was guessing way more wrong than right. Like, like, like there is the probability there that it's just like the plus side and also the negative side. And I was on the negative side of it's just like, there's no possible way you could be guessing wrong all of these times. So that is also an indication of ability. I'm like, Oh, okay. That makes me feel a whole lot better. <laughs> so what, what good is this, the skill that we want to develop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how, so, and how um, do we do it? Right. Giving <laughs> us, giving very good tarot readings, I think is, is how they would re- reply uh, to give a very good tarot reading. Um, I find it comforting, even just the silly little things like um, there are two crows that I see every time I drive my son to school. And I've named them, of course, Hugin and Munin uh, for Odin's crows, and uh, and it's yep. kind of I've it's kind of become baked in my head that if I see the two crows, it'll, it's going to be a good day, you know. And mm-hmm. so I'll often see them when I'm having a bad day, and I'll mm. be like, "What's up, what's up, cousins? How you doing?" You know. Um, so even even little symbols like that can just pepper your life with little bonuses and little little pleasures. Um, yeah, I'm guessing what people get me for my birthday is always fucking delighted me because they, the, the looks on their faces is just like Hillary's face right now. Um, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just the best. It's the best. Try and surprise a psychic. Exactly. Try and surprise a psychic. So, but that, that has, that, those kind of things have always happened to me ever since I was a little girl. So I was born with some element of strong intuition. And so it runs in my family. And my dad's side of the family. So by doing what I do for a living, it's only gotten stronger because I took this innate gift that I had when I was a child and I, you know, turned it into a tarot practice and then a tarot study and then a professional practice. And I basically pay my bills with my intuition, you know, um, and writing. And uh, so that, that didn't happen overnight. I didn't get this good at being a tarot reader overnight it took 30 some odd years you know so Mm. yeah um it does psychic residue is a real thing like when you when you do a lot of and that that's my husband's uh term that he's coined um when i do a lot of readings um outside of the reading space i just start picking up on everything and by the way if that's happening to you dear listener you're not crazy. <laughs> it happens. If you're using that intuitive muscle a lot, um, it's just going to keep on getting stronger and stronger outside of the reading space. So consent is se- sexy. Yes. <laughs> boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. But, you know, sometimes I'll I'll be sitting and I'll think that someone's having a conversation with me and it turns out someone's just thinking loudly, which is another phrase that we use mm-hmm. in our house a lot. It's just like, dude, you're thinking really loudly right now. And now it's starting to rub off on Mr. Tarot by Hillary too. Nice. <laughs> just like, well, you're thinking well, loudly. Love- and I'm just like, what was I thinking? And he's just like, usually correct. <laughs> so I'm like, what? One of my favorite, <laughs> you know, you versus uh, Mr. Terror by Hillary stories is your whole engagement. How do oh, you yeah. surprise an engagement to a, you know, person who is honed you know, their, their, um, their psychic muscles or their intuitive muscles, you know, um, again, you know, yeah, I mean, it it was fantastic, 
But, you know, this is, again, Hillary and Melissa and partially me. I mean, when I first started out, again, I don't consider myself psychic per se. But I have been in, uh, honing various different intuitive muscles throughout, you know, the various years and careers and things, you know, my the passions I like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And whether or not you want to call yourself psychic is another thing, you know. You yeah, that's to. a, yeah, embrace the label or reject the label as you will, you know. Um, I also find it interesting that this listener question came with, you can't learn it out of books. Well, you can't, like, I can... I can understand why you would think that, but there are some book recommendations that I have about that, but you actually have to do the exercises that are in the book. You don't yeah. have to, it's like, <laughs> reading is not enough. You would actually have to practice. You actually have to do some of these exercises. And so, so, you know, like tarot is a practice, honing your right. intuition ho- or, you know, even exercise is a practice. Right. So um, one book that I really liked, I think it was Laura Day's Practical Intuition, um, yes. which I read when I was like 16, 17 years old. And all I wanted to know, yeah, all I wanted to know was um, who my soulmate was. And like these weird, <laughs> oh. ridiculous, like at the time I thought these exercises, like how the hell are these exercises or these visualization techniques going to tell me this information? And like, I got it down to the person's last name. Okay. (laughs) And it wasn't the person that I expected because I hadn't met that person yet, but, and it's not, and it's not my current husband either, because that's a lesson in soulmates that we can get into in another episode. (laughs) I love that you said current husband, just, you know, FYI, your current husband. My first husband. (laughs) My first husband. We have the joke joke that my second husband is going to be either Nathan Fillion or uh, Jason Marsden. So um super nice. super nerdy super super nerdy so hey, that's that one works. book recommendation and then the other book book recommendation is the unspell book by Maya Ohm has a yes. lot of really really great visualization techniques in there and you know you kind of like have to wonder okay how does visualizing an apple in great detail and then rotating it in my mind's eye have anything to do with intuition Well, Mm -hmm. if you want to be better at clairvoyance, for example, you have to be able to visualize um, physical objects. And then that um, work that you do in visualization will start to translate into your ability to be able to see things, quote unquote. I want to say those are two book recommendations. Maya Ohm has another one. And I know that the the Unspell book is on digital as well as print, but the other book. Essentials. The Energy Essentials, something like that. Yeah, energy, uh, which is guided energy essentials or something. It's a Llewellyn book, so you can, you know, go to bookshop. We'll, we'll, do the, we'll do the yeah. show notes. Don't oh, worry yeah. about it. But that one's also <laughs> excellent. That's one of my favorite beginner books on how to mitigate and learn bound, you know, protect yourself boundaries and stuff on a witchy level. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's buy it. Well, we're three of us are all like reader readers, like book readers here. So yeah. you know, we have to have some kind of book recommendations so those are great thank you for those yeah that's that's so funny that you um also read practical intuition at the same age (laughs) i worked at a bookstore um my uh, at hastings back in the day and it was one of the books that i first found um to do with anything witchy Mm -hmm. so and and then uh, all the like lois duncan 
Lois Duncan mm-hmm. books were like my gateway into wanting to be intuitive. Like the her book, A Gift of Magic, which is a non it, it it's it's a fiction book, but it's like based loosely around like her family, I think. Um, where it's just like one daughter has the gift of dance, the the son has the gift of um I can't Light. remember sport, Damn. sports, something like that. Um, and then, and then the um, the third and the oldest child has the gift of magic, which is basically intuition. So, cool. yeah, cool. Anyway, so many cool things, so many awesome things. But yeah, like what I do with the information. Well, number one, like that one, the you know the major arcana psychic moment visual that I had about the death. I didn't say anything because I. You know, I, I, that was the first time that's ever happened. And since it's kind of negative, I didn't want to tell the person or tell anyone because I didn't know how, I didn't want to express that in a way. Plus, I was kind of gaslit early on in my pagan career where, you know, uh, I had instructors overriding my intuition. So, number one, trust your intuition. If it's negative, you, there are books out there like Teresa Reed's newest book that's coming out um, the month that this is going to be released. The cards, um, the cards were dealt, I think, or yep, the cards the card, you're yeah. dealt. Yeah. That book will help you kind of understand how to deliver that sort of information. It's the book I wish I had at that point. You know, mm-hmm. again, it's, it's geared to yeah. writing and stuff, but it's it's amazing. It's it's even personal. It's a must. She, yeah. It's, it's a, a must it, for any professional reader. It's a must yeah. read. Because it'll help you how to deliver this negative information, whether however you've gotten it, whether it's psychic hit, the cards, you know, spell it out for you, et cetera. And it gives you examples and exercises and scripts of things to say. So mm-hmm. something like that, sometimes you can't just say it. Maybe you just tuck it away in your journal and hope that so, if it's a negative thing that it doesn't come to pass or, you know, you you read Teresa's book or other books that help you kind of deliver negative news to a person, like in you know medical industry style stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, sometimes I will say, you know, I will flat out say I I'm getting you know an intuitive hit or I'm getting a psychic hit or uh, sometimes like Anna says to me, she goes, the voices are telling me to tell you this. And yeah. that's when I, you know, jot it down. So you can flat out use however your silly thing you want to bring it out, or you can mask it by saying um, something that I'm picking up from the cards that isn't within their standard meetings is blah, yeah. or the cards right. are telling me just, you know, flat out say, I'm seeing this in the cards. That yeah. way, if you're, if you're nervous about, ooh, the psychic word or being too woo with, mm-hmm. you know, certain clients, you can just you know, deliver the information and just say it's in the cards. If they ask, where are you getting that from? And, you know, when I have been the most wrong is when I have tried to layer meaning on top of the things that I'm seeing, instead of just saying outright, this is what I'm seeing. Because the things that are like the most, like, I will say this, the things that are the most left field are the things that you should be saying. In it's readings. like the lemon and, test. And, and it's hard. And it's hard to be that vulnerable because like, yeah, there is a possibility you could be dead ass wrong, but you have to lean into that fear and overcome it by by just saying like, I don't know why I'm seeing this right now, but I'm seeing blank. Yeah, tell the, tell the lemon story. I, I could not stop thinking about citrus fruit and I'm doing a reading for this person whose mother died. And I'm thinking about fucking oranges. And limes and lemons. And I was like, what is going on? So I said, for some reason, I cannot stop thinking about citrus. Does this have 
uh, does this mean anything to you at all? And she started crying and she had a lemon tattoo and her mom had had a lime tattoo. Mm-hmm. And it was the only tattoo either of them had and it wasn't showing. There was it was it was in a private location. Um somewhere on a sandy beach. No, it was it was covered <laughs> up by her clothes at the time. Um there's no way I could have known that. But if I hadn't taken a shot and said, for some reason, like I and I I said, I don't know what this is about, but I just keep thinking about citrus fruit and it's just so strange. And then it it absolutely resonated with her. And that's mm-hmm. when as a reader or as an intuitive intuitive person, you have to recognize that it's not about you at yeah. all. Take yourself out of the equation, give the messages when they come, if it feels appropriate to do so, and step out of the way. And I think that's the best way to have a clear channel to your intuition is get out of your own way. Right. Like your ego can suffer the hit. Right. <laughs> your ego she can definitely suffer instead, the hit. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I would have gone, okay. And we would have continued okay. with the reading. Yeah. Right. I mean, even that's in the, the cards. would have happened. Sometimes mm-hmm. even in readings, like, you know, the story is going well, you're going from card, you know, the, the spread is, you know, I've answered card one, I've answered card two. Maybe there's card three that you're like, I don't get this, mm-hmm. but card four, you know, is clear. And you're like, I don't get where the story goes in that third card. It's got mm-hmm. a positive outcome, but I don't even understand. Sometimes I'm like, that's a message for you to figure out because obviously... Yeah. Three out of four cards are speaking to me. I don't know why this one isn't. Here's the dictionary definitions of said card, but it's not fitting in the story. Right. So I just sometimes will leave up that mystery thing saying, take a picture, think about, you know, what's going on and, you know, the the meaning of that third position and eventually it'll come. Right. Yeah. Maybe not to me, but to them. So there's, again, it's that, you know, accept the failure or accept the message. And, you know, it's like Melissa said, it's all in the delivery. Yeah, yeah. It's all about slinging them hard. It's all about slinging them <laughs> hard. Oh my it god! Is. Oh my god! Wow. Way to bring it back. Hey, thanks. It's like we're psychic. Um, hey, but thanks. I guess it sounds like we're kind of wrapping this up. Yeah, let's so, wrap up. So I have homework. I never okay. give homework, so pay attention. I want you to write about what you think tomorrow is going to look like for the next two weeks. What is tomorrow going to look like? Every night before you go to bed. Or, you know, during the, I don't care when, just write down what tomorrow looks like and uh, who are you going to talk to? What are you going to eat? Who are you going to see? And, and I want you to, um, to see how right you are mm. after the two weeks is over. How many hits do you have? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like That's it. That's your homework. Like Go do your homework. I like it. I like it. I love it. So I want to um, do one more um, in our, in our wrap up. Um, we are working on putting together a bookshelf.org store site. So we'll have all the resources from various um, um, episodes, things that we currently like or have liked in the past, stuff like that. So you'll see some shifts in our episode links where when you know you click on the resources, it'll go to our bookshop site where... Um, if you buy something from your, you know, off of that, some of that money will support us, which helps us pay for the website that, you know, our hosting stuff, it pays for like our little ad- fun advertising and um, other sundries that we use to get us out into the world. 
Um, but we are, you know, thinking about other stuff. So stay support tuned. the podcast. Yeah, support so, the podcast. So, as as Felicia Day would say, you know, in her um, YouTube, she'll like, subscribe. You know, share, like, subscribe to us, and share, and let us know how we're doing. Send us, you know, listener questions. Give us that feedback, one star or not. You know, this this. <laughs> This podcast is not a tarot deck, but we do, deck. we do true. accept, you know, your your ideas and stuff. So um, and sometimes we incorporate it. But other than that, thank you for being here and thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.